The environments that we are exposed to have an effect on how we navigate through our mortal experience. All too often it can be argued that we are surviving and not living. We settle for the gasps of air we are able to take as we tread water, all the while convincing ourselves that we are proponents of water aerobics. <laughs> we look to the waves waiting for the next to crash upon us rather than surveying the ocean for other places we can swim to in search of currents more conducive for comfort. A comfort that is not contingent on chaos. A comfort that challenges our concepts of contentment. A comfort that hopes we can harness a greater happiness. A comfort that dares us to dream with our eyes open and realize that our reach is great enough to make those dreams a reality. I invite you to the ride. Through the tools provided to us in this age of unprecedented technology, I've decided to invite you onto the train of thought that runs continuously through my mind. The map of the railways will be constructed with the sentiments that I share with you all through this humble posting. The only ticket required to board is interest. Your seats, well, they will be made plush and comfortable with open-mindedness. On this ride, you'll be exposed to a mosaic of feelings, thoughts, insights, ideas, and experiences. Some of the most vivid colors known to the human eye will add to the value of these postings. Through exploration, we will expose new levels of the spectrum that have been limited by our own scope of vision. <laughs> While the ride may not always be smooth, the destination will prove most satisfying. For our journey is to a place where consciousness, righteousness, activism, and progress are more than mere poetry pieces. They are weapons that, are, that we arm ourselves with, bricks that we build houses with, meals that we gain our strength from, and words that we give life to through action. Welcome, all aboard. As the train runs on tracks laid by routine thought, I take a moment to get out of the seat that represents my life, and I walk down the aisles that represent the reality of others. I see images that are in extreme contrast to my own. I see countless individuals deprived of family contact and in complete obliviousness to the concepts of peace and tranquility. Finding an empty seat in a different car than the one that usually houses me, I take a moment to fully realize the profound differences between the ride I am having and the ride that others have. I'm not only reminded, but painstakingly exposed to the reality of so many who live each and every day in struggle and sacrifice and whose only company is the acceptance of loneliness. I look beyond their situations and see my reflection. From any level, they can be me. From any level, I can be them. Lost in a daze, I realize that it is often during moments where society puts an emphasis on immediate family that we as a community forget to countless times we referred to our communal brothers and sisters as family. Where is that obligation gone? Why does our commitment to the overall upliftment of our people not ring higher, 
higher than the music we we seem to drown the world out via our headphones. Hmm. It's as it's as if at this very moment that my shoulder is touched by the spirit of one whose spiritual presence in my life is without question, however whose physical presence is no more. With a soothing voice, the spirit says, do not allow your perception of the lies of those around you to serve as a detriment to the happiness in your own life. Rather, use it. Use it as motivation to never allow consciousness a moment to be placed on the shelf as a trinket. Always be mindful of what you've committed yourself to doing and always, always incorporate the constitution you have created for yourself into your daily routine. Do not care only when it is convenient. Instead, care consistently. But do all this with a smile and with appreciation, appreciation of all the blessings you have received. With eyes so full of emotion that their overflow begins to wash my face, I look to the spirit and I ask, how can I smile? How can I smile when so many are in need? The spirit responds, smile because you are the hope of those who long to smile again. Looking around as the ride continues, I find myself oddly drawn to the empty seats that exist among the passengers. Often occupied by bags and personal effects, these seats tell tales of those whose bodies did not board and of those whose bodies could not board. However, the scene does not end there. You see, while many of these empty seats are among passengers who look forward to the moment when they will be reunited by others, there are those seats who serve as a reminder to the fact that for some, their loved ones are gone only in the physical sense. The ride suddenly doesn't seem as smooth as before. It's, it's, it's as if the tracks are flinching with pain at the realization that the deterioration of humanity has spread to a point that crosses all known barriers. While many strive for spiritual enlightenment, it is our mortal existence that presents a multitude of obstacles. Acceptance and understanding must shine bright in the arsenal of our evolution. Armed with them, we will understand that the mortal loss of a loved one is always a difficult process. Waves of sadness may crash over our existence with such overwhelming force that we seem to lose the desire to continue on. The ocean that is our own mortal existence seems so turbulent that we no longer feel it possible to move forward. However, however, it is during this time that we must look past our mortal being and focus on our spiritual existence. For it is during the mortal loss of a loved one that their souls completely embrace our own. They join the Egung in the realm of spiritual guidance and support with such sincerity and strength that we realize that the waves were never meant to destroy us. Rather, they were intended to cleanse us, cleanse us of our pain and baptize us in understanding. I say again, they join the Egung in the realm of spiritual guidance and support with such sincerity and strength that we realize that the waves were never meant to destroy us. 
Rather, they were intended to cleanse us of our pain and baptize us in understanding. When those we love are no longer able to be seen with our eyes open, we need only close them so that we can see our loved ones again with an unmatched clarity. When the seat beside us is empty, we need only realize that our loved ones no longer sit beside us. They now sit within us. My journey continues, and the rocking of the train puts me in yet again another trance. This time I'm reminded that while I may appear to be a solitary passenger, I never travel alone. My companionship is all around me, as well as of inside of me. I am accompanied by all that guides me, and I am reminded that though I may find myself in mortal solitude, the truth is that I am never lonely. Such a negative feeling as loneliness has no home in a mind that has not only sought consciousness and spiritual enlightenment, but also understands that these two concepts are never ending. Each and every day, they these concepts of consciousness and spiritual enlightenment, they, they evolve and they require us to evolve with them. The passing scenery seems to create a mirror and I smile as I see my reflection. I smile because my reflection is created with the collection of images that make me, that shape me, that define me, that inspire me, that guide me, protect me, love me, and most importantly, images that allow me to understand me. I thank them with my smile as their outward gesture is a culmination of countless internal ones. I look around at the faces of others who could easily be mistaken for solitary passengers and hope to see a smile. However, I am disappointed by the fact that I do not. What I see is despair, despair in the eyes of many, not, not all, but many. Not wanting to invade their private and personal space, I refrain from approaching them and asking why it is that they do not smile when all that they are is flourishing with energy and blessing from their yesterdays, their today, and in preparation for their tomorrow. It is at this moment that the energy of what guides me whispers in my ear. They can't smile because they are concentrating on their solitude. I ask why they would concentrate on their solitude when the satisfaction of feeling accompanied is so great. The response is the following. They concentrate because they fear the responsibility of being happy, of being guided, of being accompanied. Although they may not always articulate this fact, they feel a comfort in their frown. They feel secure in it. To smile would be to invite all that is around them spiritually and mortally to celebrate with them, and that associates a celebration with a high level of worth and self-esteem. They concentrate because they are fighting themselves from accepting the worth that they have because they do not want the responsibility of progressing. Baffled 
I can do nothing but shake my head in disbelief and ask, what can I do to assist them? The answer I received is the following. All you can do is continue to move forward. Do not allow your preoccupation with others experiencing the joy of progress to prevent you from progressing yourself. Instead, continue to step firmly on your path and understand that your footprints will serve as both motivation to others to travel on their path and tangible proof that the path of progression is not paved with punishment.